What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton, editor and columnist at Heartland College Sports. If you like the show, please consider subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review over at iTunes. And uh, if you do that, take a screenshot and send it over to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com, and uh, he'll get you one of these Heartland College Sports koozies in the mail uh, as early as sometime this week, uh, and, you, and you'll like them. They keep your uh, keep your cold drinks cold, and uh, as we're starting to get into the fall months, they keep your warm drink warm drinks warm. So, uh, all right, this week we are talking mid season all transfer team. Uh, we're going defensive side of the ball this week uh, because we did offense last week, and then to end the show, I'm going to give some thoughts on uh, on what's going on up in Ann Arbor. Uh, but first, we've got some things to talk about here with with the midseason all-transfer team. So what we're doing here, we've got uh, four defensive linemen, two linebackers, four defensive backs, and a flex player. Uh, you know, as as much as there's there's nickels anymore uh, that, that play linebacker and safety, uh, we got to throw a flex player in there. So at first, we're going to talk about uh, defensive line. We're going to start with Josiah Stewart, who spent the last... A uh, couple of seasons at Coastal Carolina, he transferred over to Michigan this year and uh, is playing defensive end for them. He's had a fantastic year so far. He's got 19 total tackles, uh, six tackles for loss, four sacks. He's one of the better pass rushers on that Michigan defense. And, uh, you know, coming over from a place like Coastal Carolina and being that big of an impact on a defense like Michigan's, is uh, is great. It also helps if he knows what play's coming next. <laughs> but again, we'll talk about that more here in just a bit. Uh, second guy, uh, second defensive lineman we're talking about today is Elijah Roberts. And uh, this is a guy that comes over from, from Miami and is now at SMU. And I, I had the privilege of seeing this guy uh, play in person. And he's looked really, really good uh, for for SMU on the year. He's got 14 tackles, but he's got four tackles for loss and four sacks on the year. Uh, is is one of the one of, if not the best, uh, guy at his position in the American League. And SMU obviously has has looked really good. There are two losses on the year at Oklahoma and TCU. Outside of that, they have gone undefeated, and uh, their defense has played a big part in that. So. Um, Second guy on the list is Elijah Roberts. I feel pretty good about giving him that that award. Uh, third guy on the list, uh, somebody that's faced uh, SMU, and that is uh, Oklahoma defensive tackle Dejon Terry, uh, who's having himself a really good season. Um, he is he's on pace to break some some, some records here uh, of his own. Um, he he's been credited on OU site with. 16 tackles. Uh, he's got two and a half, uh, excuse me, three and a half tackles for loss and two sacks on the year. Um, he is, has already tied his, um, season, uh, season high of, of tackles for loss and has tied his season high for sacks in a season. So, uh, this is a guy that that's looking really good for the Sooners. And, uh, as his senior, uh, who has another year of eligibility if he wants to come back. He is really making a name for himself on Brent Venables' defense, and the Sooners have been a lot better against the run. Uh, a lot of that has to do with the play they've gotten out of Terry to this point. So um, 
another another big addition through the transfer portal and somebody that's really helped out uh, their new team this season. All right, we've got an inner SEC transfer here. Um, even even further, they, these guys he's he's now played on both sides of the boot rivalry there. Um, I believe it's the boot. Well, I may be wrong. I may be wrong there. Maybe maybe the boot is Arkansas LSU. Either way, uh, Missouri and, and Arkansas uh, are are pretty bitter, bitter rivals in the SEC. And uh, Trajan Jeffcoat has has jumped sides from Missouri over to Arkansas, and he's been really good uh, for them this season. He's got eleven tackles, seven tackles for loss, two and a half sacks on the year. Um, I believe he leads Arkansas in pressures and you know Arkansas's defense has not been good this year but he has been a bright spot for them and so he he gets the nod there uh, as the final defensive lineman for me all right let's go to linebackers here uh first linebacker we're looking at is is from Iowa uh, that is Nick Jackson who comes over from uh Virginia played 4 years uh, with Virginia and is now at Iowa and has been great uh, to this point in the season. He's got 65 tackles, four and a half tackles for loss and a sack. Uh, he's got two PBUs and two forced fumbles on the year already. Um, you know, obviously Iowa is good as good as it gets whenever it gets to playing defense. Uh, if they could just get the offense figured out, they'd be pretty dang good. But uh, either way, Iowa's looking really good uh, in their division right now. Uh, their defense obviously plays a huge part of that, and and Nick Jackson has been a key part of that uh, for for the Hawkeyes so far this year. All right, second linebacker we're looking at is Francisco. Uh, I'm going to butcher this. Uh, Francisco Maui Goa, uh, who transfers in from Washington State and is now at Miami, and. Talk about a guy that's making a, a, an impact uh, in the backfield. We've got uh, 34 tackles total, eight and a half tackles for loss. Uh, I believe that's top 20 in the country. Uh, two sacks and two forced fumbles on the year. Um, this is a guy that has has really increased his draft stock. Obviously, um, playing for for a little higher profile team in in Miami now, but uh, he's only a junior. So this is somebody that could continue to really build what they've got. And uh, Malagoa has has had a really good season thus far and will continue to hopefully do so uh, and see if he can become a member of the the coveted full season transfer team over here uh, on the Portal Podcast. So uh, he's had a really good year and uh, He's going to be my my final selection for linebacker. Let's go to defensive backs. This is uh, this is this one's fun. Um, Kyrie Jackson was a was a major uh, recruiting piece for for Alabama. He transfers over uh, to transfers over to Oregon this year, and he's got 15 tackles. But he is. He's a guy that's got two tackles for loss. He's got a sack. He's got two interceptions uh, and uh, four PBUs on the year. And he's just, he's a key part of of Oregon's pass defense, which has been among the best uh, in the country this year. So uh, when you get a guy from Alabama that comes over and helps you out immediately, uh, obviously that's, that's what you, that's what you want, what you expect. And that's what they're getting uh, up there. 
in up there in, in Oregon. All right. Next guy we're talking about here is Louisville uh, defensive back Evan Neal. Uh, I believe I've got that right. Yes, Devin Neal uh, over at Louisville. And uh, he he showed up in a big way uh, against he showed up in a big way against Notre Dame a couple of weeks ago, and this is this is someone who is is making a big impact for for the defense, and um, he, he's got three interceptions on the year, one fumble recovery, four pass breakups, thirty seven tackles, and uh, he was a, a huge part of of um, them pulling off the upset against Notre Dame. He had two picks in that game alone. So, um, you know, when you can come in and make a, uh, a name for yourself pretty quickly, uh, it, it's a good thing. But a lot of us, you know, with this show are going to recognize this name because Devin Neal is the name of, yes, the, the, the Kansas running back, but Devin Neal also spent his, his previous three seasons at Baylor. And so this is a guy that that we are familiar with over here in Big Twelve country. Uh, he's gone on to Louisville to to make a name for himself with the Cardinals, and is doing good out there. Got another uh, Big Twelve transfer that is has left the conference to go elsewhere and have success, um, and that is Jabbar Muhammad, who is uh, now at Washington, who is having one heck of a season to this point. And uh, Muhammad has been has been really good for them. He's got an interception on the year, uh, three pass breakups, a sack, uh, and Washington's def- defense has has been good this season. And he's got a lot to do with it. Uh, and that's a guy that 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 played a big role in in some uh, Oklahoma State's past defenses that were really really good in Stillwater um, while they were making some runs uh, at big at Big Twelve championships just a couple of years ago. So. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff from him. Defensive back Elijah Huzzy is the uh, is the last uh, defensive back, you know, outside of our flex player, which we'll talk about about in a bit. But uh, he has been really, really good for um, North Carolina. Has played a big part in their success this season. Unfortunately, they couldn't get it done uh, last week. But uh, he he is, has definitely played his part. Uh, on the year, uh, he's got 29 tackles, one tackle for loss, three interceptions, and five pass de- passes defended. But he's also uh, he's also returned. Uh, yeah, he's also had uh, some some big punt returns. Uh, had two for 81 yards and a and one for a touchdown in their win over Pittsburgh just a couple of weeks ago. And so. Um, you know, this is somebody who's making an impact on all parts of the field. Uh, and that's a perfect segue into our flex player. Our last guy uh, is none other than Travis Hunter. I mean, this is a guy that is just capable of doing things that some other players just aren't. Um, his his athleticism is incredible. He's missed some time this year with an injury. Uh, the stats don't really jump off the page at you. 14 ta- total tackles, one pick, two passes defended. but uh, you can guarantee that this is going to be a guy that that goes and plays at the next level. Um, he he's got whatever it is, he's got it, uh, and he's got it in bunches. So uh, that's going to wrap up the list for us. We're going to finish the show tonight talking about uh, what's going on up in Ann Arbor. This is big news. Um, if you if you haven't uh, 
heard what's going on and you're you're living under a rock let me get you caught up here um so in the in the last couple of weeks it's come to light there's been a report from espn um that a michigan state staffer or michigan staffer connor stallions um is supposedly stealing signs um and we're not just talking about from the sideline uh in the report, he he allegedly has has purchased over thirty tickets in under his own name, and these tickets have been to uh, games involving eleven different Big Ten schools, and not one of those games, not a single one, was uh, involving the Michigan uh, Wolverines. And so, it doesn't look good. Uh, there's video surveillance uh, of him from from the stadium that shows him. Recording off, you know, recording the sidelines with a smartphone. Uh, I mean, this is it's pretty damning evidence. Some of the stuff that that's come out, and so uh, to make that worse, um, you know, this isn't just something that they're they're being accused of in the past. He he also purchased tickets to the Ohio State Penn State game just last week. Uh, his name came out on Friday publicly. The game was held on Saturday, and nobody showed up in the seats that were purchased in his name. Um, you know, obviously with the report out there, why would you? And there, there's just this really big cloud kind of hanging over uh, the program now because while it's not illegal to steal signs in game, it is illegal to scout teams ahead of time. Uh, and go and check out what's going on with their with their hand signals and things like that before you play them. Um, Michigan is is claiming that they didn't know anything about this uh, that they're you know that they've suspended this guy without pay and they're trying to make it sound like he is um, you know he did this on his own. There is no way that a lower level staffer, which is what he's being referred to as, is going to use his own money pay for travel and for tickets um, and do all of this on under his own power. Uh, and then on top of that, there was, the, there was the claims that he was, this isn't somebody that, that spoke with the coaching staff very often video surfaced um, this week of, of him on the sidelines uh, having an interaction pre-snap during last year's o- Oklahoma, or Ohio state Michigan game and he's talking with the defensive coordinator, and as Ohio State checks their sideline, you've got to go check this out over on on uh, you've got to go check this out over on on Heartland College Sports. It's ridiculous. Um, the the video shows Ohio State looking to their sideline, and Michigan looking at Ohio State sideline, and then immediately knowing what the call is and, and uh, adjusting to the play. Um, not only that, there's there's uh, photos out there coming out of, of play sheets that show uh, gestures, and it's on like a defensive call sheet. You've you've got to go check it out. This is this looks really really bad. Um, and again, this is a guy that was on the sidelines uh, for that Ohio State game last year, and obviously uh, is doing something to 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 help them gain a competitive advantage. And if that ends up coming out. Uh, you know, Michigan probably won't face any any charges or anything like that this year, but it won't be long when the hammer gets dropped, and it may it may be as bad as 
as having some wins vacated, um, you know, could really end up costing the program uh, quite a bit in the future. Uh, and, you know, that that's conjecture and we're not really uh, sure what it's going to look like. But if, if it is as bad as it looks on the surface, which most of the time with stuff like this, it is, uh, Michigan's in a, in a world of trouble. Uh, and it's going to be really interesting to see how that affects them uh, down the road because you could you could see them lose scholarship uh, numbers. You could see them lose uh, some some things on the recruiting trail. And, uh, you know, obviously that's the lifeblood of your program going forward. So uh, you have to keep an eye on that. But uh, it's it's not looking good. Not looking good up there in Ann Arbor. They are 8-0. They're ranked number two in the country. And they may well go on to a college football playoff. But who knows if those uh, those games, those wins, and, and that, uh, that stuff's going to even stand in the record books when all this is done. Um, that's, that's just the price you pay whenever you're trying to, when you're trying to cheat and, and you get caught. So <laughs> that's, that's just the game you play. And, uh, that's how, that's how it all works out. So, uh, that's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you guys so much for, for checking the show out. Uh, and remember if you like the show, please consider subscribing, uh, and, and give us a, give us a good rating and a good review. If you, if you guys like us and we'll get you a koozie out in the mail, just send that over to the email at Pete Mundo. That is Pete M U N D O at heartland college sports.com. And he'll get you one of these koozies out in the mail pretty quick. I'm Brian Clinton, and we will catch you next time out here in the portal.